The best way to make someone your friend is to make them a shitload of money. Let's 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 forget True. that. I don't really give a shit how your kids are doing, like all that schmoozing and stuff that comes with it. You give us money, we'll make you more of it, and then let's be friends and let's develop a relationship. From GoFounder, it's Business Knobs. Why is it called Business Knobs, you might ask? Well, there might well be a few knobs on the podcast, me being one of them. But what it stands for is Business No Bullshit. This podcast series is all about the trials, tribulations and occasional successes of starting and growing a business without the Hollywood filter. I'm Eddie Whittingham and today I'm joined by Lewis Kemp where we talk, rant and occasionally swear about all things startup related, in particular the idea of winging it. No matter what business you're starting or working in, there's always a point when you've just got to wing it. For some people that comes naturally and for others, well, that's definitely where they start to get cold feet and shy away from making those important next steps. But winging it is a perfectly natural part of working in a startup. I honestly don't see the point in today's day and age of spending, you know, doing this five-year plan that's never going to fucking happen. Where do you see yourself in five years all getting knocked off by Kim Kardashian in the Bahamas? It's not going to fucking happen, is it? <laughs> like, so, so what's the point of me wasting my time on it when it's time I could be spending working? Lewis is three years into his journey as the founder of Lightbulb Media, a digital marketing agency in Manchester, and by his own admission, he has and continues to have to wing different parts of his every day. In this episode, we'll talk openly about some of the classic misconceptions in the startup community, together with our own stories of how we've got to where we are today, even with a bit of improvisation. So do you want to give us a bit of background, Lewis, about how you've got to being the boss of your own business? Yeah, it's, um, uh, I went to, went to uni at Loughborough. In fact, I should probably start before uni, actually. Um, I was one of them nobbers that decided to take two gap years. So Two gap years, First Hello. One, very, very cultural. Yeah. All the lads went to Zanti, Kavos, Ayanapa. Like nice. For a year? Pretty much, just on holidays, yeah. Bloody and hell. then the second one, I just thought, I don't really fancy going to uni yet. So did another one. I ended up working in town, actually, um, at this place. And I think it was like, te- it started off as telesales in the city centre and then was email stuff. And then um, the fees were going up back in the day. So basically, my mum said, if you're going to uni, you're fucking going now. Because I'm like, you know, I'm in that day. Yeah. So I ended up going to Loughborough doing sociology waste of time like full of birds but waste of time um and then yeah got a really good opportunity to to be the comms director at this nutrition brand um being run by my, my friend's brother-in-law and i thought oh, well you're into fitness you know this would be quite fun so at this point the only experience i've had of marketing is that email marketing telesales and stuff like that so not nothing real kind of digital stuff so i was like yeah, yeah i can do this um yeah why not <laughs> yeah why not how, how hard can it be that old that yeah. old chestnut um Dived into that, and that's where I kind of got started in marketing. Um, that didn't turn out too well. Um, Why? What? Well, essentially, I, I, I because it was a family friend, I, I did that kind of cardinal sin. We were going to launch all these things. This, this guy was going to fly over from the US. We're going to do like sellout events at Event City, uh, Reebok Club in London, Hale Country Club. Very, Amazing. very fancy. Yeah, yeah. I thought, there's money in this. And then me just trying to be a nice person. I said, oh, well... Um, just pay me at the end of it obviously when the money comes in i know cash flow's tough um so i thought yeah i've been a nice person here and then sold out all the events the money came in and i was like oh can i have that like like 10 12 grand whatever it was at the time and he's like oh well you know i'll give you this like 500 quid um i was like no 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 i'm i'm owed a lot of fucking money here what how's the logic gone there for him that's bang out of order isn't it 
Yeah, well, this is the thing. You didn't expect it because he's a family friend. So I was just like, you know, but what what can you do? Uh, and I'm I'm one of them. Like, I'm not going to sit around and beg or anything. I just kind of said, like, look, if I walk away from this business, you don't really know what you're doing on this side of things. So it's going to die on the marketing side. So I just, I just, you know, cut your losses. And at the time, like 10, 12 grand, it's a lot of fucking money for someone that's just... Uh, mate, it's a lot of money. Uni, like, yeah, yeah. Been working for free for three months. So I was like, right, okay. That, that was my first sting. And I thought, right, what a bag of shit this business life is. I might go back to uni. I might go back to my gap years. <laughs> go back to Zante. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, and then after that, I just started freelancing for a little bit. I got a bit of a flavour for it. Um, I suppose good experience. Obviously, dog shit time. Yeah. You were treated like a mug, but yeah. good experience, I suppose. Yeah, and you know what? I'd rather get it like get burned at the start than True. never be and burned now, and then yeah. get stung for a fucking million quid later down the line True. when it's everything on the line. Um, and then, yeah, I started freelancing for a little bit. It was going really well, to be fair. And then, obviously, wanted to expand. Was skin. Like, just working from home. Just thought, yeah. how do I do this? And then met a guy that basically said, why don't I kind of swallow your business up? Uh, you come in. He was doing a lot of financial services stuff at the time. And he said, I'll expand my business um, into yours, you can be the head of digital, you know, we'll share it, we'll, we'll scale it. He had a big black book of contacts and he said, if you're good at what you do, it'll work really well. And then, yeah, did that for like... The old carrot. Yeah, that, yeah, exactly. So I was like, doing it and I thought, hold on, doing the same amount of work here and getting a third of the money. In fact, I was doing more work because I was doing the work of about five, six people. <laughs> well, but just taking home what you were taking when you were freelancing by yourself? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Right. Um, and don't get me wrong, like, he's, he's an amazing bloke, like, re- really nice guy and stuff like that. But I think like we we're just at, at two separate kind of avenues, going on two different paths. Yep. I wanted to go down more creative brand building, he wanted to financial services and and that. So I, I just... Yeah, said, one's look, a little bit more straight than the other, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's like the people you're speaking to as well. I remember that in that business, like, we used to go to these meetings and, and listen to these people, and, like financial services, you know, you know the title, like over yeah. 50, white hair, I've done this, I know best, I'm, I'm the dog's bollocks and this is what we're going to do. And I'd sit there and go, that will not fucking work, Derek. Let me tell you that. All right, but it's not my business, so. Yeah, it's not, yeah you're spending the money, so I'll just do what you tell me yeah. to, but then you'll blame me when it's, yeah. That was it. You sit, you smile, you nod. It doesn't work. As we said, it wouldn't. And then who's left holding the baby? Why Why is this not work? Because I fucking told you it wouldn't work. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's your fault. Oh, okay, sound. Yeah, no worries. And then after that, I just thought, right, I've had enough. Um, I'm going to go out on my own. And then I'll just be really kind of blunt with people and just be direct because that's how I personally, I just think, look, everyone tries to be quite traditional and salesy, you know, wants to make friends with people. And I, I just think the best way to make someone your friend is to make them a shitload of money. Let's let's, let's forget True. that. I don't really give a shit how your kids are doing, like all that schmoozing and stuff that comes with it. You give us money, we'll make you more of it. And then let's be friends and let's develop a relationship. But that bit at the start, I was just seeing so much wasted time. That's every... I think sector, isn't it? Like, you know, I, I was in the police, then I went into law and like, in law, you're not allowed a personality or it feels like that. Yeah. You know, you're yeah, kind yeah. of like encouraged to be a bit of a mm. bot, a bit of a sort of brainless kind of personality-less, uh, dare I say. And I, I think we see that, you know, I see it all the time on LinkedIn where people are just sharing kind of fairly moronic stuff. So yeah. what, what give you the confidence to kind of be you like like almost be kind of authentic and blunt and direct like so it's not easy i don't think to be yourself weirdly yeah i think that it was like i do get like imposter syndrome but don't get me wrong i think i've always just been kind of like delusionally confident in that it it will work (laughs) i'll find a way it might not be this way it might not be now it might it might be in five years but i've just been delusionally confident in the fact that 
I know that I'm good at the bit that gets the results. Yep. And if all, all the rest of it is just noise, if you can't get results, no one's going to stay with you. No one's going to choose you. So get start at the end and then start building it backwards. And I always knew I was, I was good at it. So I just thought this is kind of going to be the niche because look at digital. It's fucking, you throw a stone in any direction, you're going to hit 50 marketing agencies. And I thought, I looked at them and we did the, like, the market research and I just thought everyone says the same stuff, like too expensive, tie you in for too long and yeah. don't deliver what they promise. So I thought, right, well, what if we can just flip all that on its head and be like flexible, blunt, uh, and just honest with people. So I just thought, let's try it. And if it goes wrong, it's all on me. And I've got, you know, there's no slopey shoulders. Like, right, you fucked it up, back to the drawing board, be like everybody else. Um, and then, yeah, just like from there, it was just kind of like just grown like slowly and got the right people on, had a few mistakes, you know, like standard business. Obviously. Mm. Did you... Feel like you knew what you were doing? No, mate. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't think even at this stage, like, no, no, I've never well. felt. Because like what are you now? Three years in? Yeah, three years into, three years into light bulb, yeah. Um, you know, it's been, it's been growing nicely and steadily, you know, none of that crazy, stupid growth. Uh, but I think at the, at the start, like when I got for the fitness business thing, he's like, oh yeah, PPC, and I've never fucking heard what PPC was. Can yeah. you do it? Yeah. 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 Google. That's the thing. Yeah. And, I, and honestly, I went home and I just thought, what a great opportunity this is. So I went home and I sat and I watched every fucking YouTube video, read every book, went on every website, and I made sure that I had the fundamental knowledge to put the theory in place. And then that's when I realized that obviously theory can take you so far. Yeah. But practical application for in marketing, you know, there's no substitute for it. You can learn everything in the world. Agreed. Uh, experience kills. Yeah. Like, when the shit is the fan, no one teaches you how to do that then. Oh, yeah. That's not work. That's, you know, that's glitch. That's gone to the wrong place. The budget's gone on that one. Like, what do you do? But I think there's a huge problem, I think, across a startup community about almost like you have to be this complete expert before you get started. It's like... Mm. Google's your friend. Like it, yeah. the, everything you need to know yeah. is on Google. You've got to find it, which is yeah. a bit of a ball. Like I appreciate, and yeah. you can at least learn the fundamentals. So, like you say, you learn the basics. Yes, that's not the experience you're going to need. You're still going to have to put it into practice. Yeah, but stop trying to like become an expert, and also you can't become an expert via a book or Google. But learn the basics, yeah. then put it into practice. Just stop overthinking it and just yeah. get on with it that's my issue with things people will label themselves as experts and i don't think they can be an no, expert i agree i don't know if it's industry specific but what with what we do it changes so fast like i can know something inside out right google changes the fucking algorithm game over we, we're back to the drawing board just yeah. like everybody else um so when people kind of like you say come out and do that and watch a few youtube vids and say i'm an expert at xyz anyone can drop a few acronyms and and, and, and sound smart but then put some money into it and can you get more out at the end of it if you can't you're not a fucking expert like I think this is the problem. It's such a low barrier to entry now with a lot of things. And people, with marketing in particular, because people consume so much of it, they think they know how it works. Yes, that's the consumption true. Consumption and actual delivery are completely different things. Oh, he's young. He uses Facebook. He must be a social media manager. Yeah, or, he'll be able to do pay-per-click. Yeah, yeah I've yeah. clicked on an advert before. How hard can PPC be? <laughs> yeah. and, you're like, and this is generally, it's laughable because people genuinely think like, yeah, they know it, and there's people that I've been, been to hospital before. I can operate yeah. in someone's penis, and that's it. That's it. Like I, I would say that, and it's like you wouldn't expect that in every any other industry. You don't you don't come in and look over like your mechanic show and be like oh, fucking catalytic converter looks a bit dodgy. Yeah. You don't. You just fucking sit down, let him fix your car, and then drive away. Very true. So, yeah, it's been an interesting one with, with marketing, with it being you know so saturated. People coming in there, and then but I think people obsess too much about that expertise thing. Anyway, like I, you know, my background was police then i went into law and i did sort of fraud and corporate crime at no point in that period of time did i really touch anything to do with cybercrime. yeah 
I maybe played upon it when I needed to to say yeah. that I did in the police or I didn't, but you know, I didn't have any experience in it. And yeah. then I started a cybersecurity business. Well, yeah, you know, fucking hell, I didn't know really out about it. I just yeah. googled stuff and yeah. l- and taught myself. And then obviously you ta- teach yourself the basics. Then the rest of it you learn in practice, don't yeah. you? But yeah, it, there's, a, there's a big thing I think about people holding themselves back for fear of that idea of winging it. Yeah, like sometimes you do need to wing it that's the only way to get the experience in the first place i think is that, is that the, like the fear of failure though as well yeah probably that, that's holding people back because like oh what you know what what if it goes wrong and it's like well instead what i'm going to do is logically oh i'll spend 12 months planning it just to put off you know trying it 100 percent. well same as in yeah. same as why people get investment because then they're not going to waste their own money but yeah big big time yeah you know, I, uh, there'll be someone listening to this who i've had a conversation with recently who keeps delaying yeah releasing something and i'm like just get it released yeah exactly because until you do you might be wasting you might be wasting all this time effort and money and it's about getting it out as quick as cheap as possible yeah because you don't waste your time the world moves too fast now like you say all this time you're thinking about it there's there's 12 other people doing the same thing yeah and if they get lucky and get in front of the right person at the right time you're fucked yeah simple as so get it out there look at the data as that works no come back try it again and plus, if, if it is shit, then fine. At least you know. Yeah, and you can get on with something. Get, <laughs> yeah. You can focus that time on something that else that might then work. Yeah. That might go for shit as well. But yeah. it doesn't matter. Just about... Spend five years planning to build some fucking shit that nobody wants and nobody's asked for. And then another five years chasing some fucking relic for 100 grand to get it to the market. It's like, yeah. what a waste of time. Put something out. Do you want this? Okay, no problem. I'll go and build something else. Yeah. I, I don't get it. So you made a good point earlier where you said about, you know, your business has steadily grown over three years and you kind of made a reference that it's not gone crazy scale like i guess you're led to believe by all yeah. the bullshit that's in the startup community that's probably by choice um more than anything else because like i said before like if we if we sat and we told people what they wanted to hear we'd be triple the size we are now you know it's not nice for people to come in and it's their baby and was like look you fucking website shit do you know what i mean like these images are shit that's not going to work you're saying the wrong thing your product's overpriced it's not nice to hear that but it's necessary to hear that if you want it to work. If we just said, oh yeah, we'll give it a go for three months and then, you know, told people what they wanted to hear and got, got money in. Yeah, we could do that, no problem. But I wouldn't feel comfortable doing that and being one of those people that go, when it goes tits up after three, six, nine months and they go, why is it gone tits up? Oh, well, this, this, this. Well, why don't you tell us that at the start? Like, I completely agree. I'd rather put people off for as long as possible, pre-vet, pre-qualify and get people that kind of get who we are as well. Completely agree. I'm kind of at that crossroads with with the idea of GoFounder. So GoFounder is trying to help people set up their businesses. Now, I could quite mm. easily do some of these wanky adverts about how to get rich quick and you can, you know, I scaled a business in this yeah, many yeah, years yeah. and now look yeah. at me, blah, blah, blah. Because <laughs> um, that's what people want to hear, innit? Of course And that's the easy shit to sell, but yeah. I don't want them dickheads. I want the people who yeah. recognise it's a ball ache. It's going to take time. It's yeah. going to take hard work. You do need to be talented. You can't just be a fucking idiot who yeah. thinks they've got an idea. No, you can have to work hard and have talent and then still have some luck to be successful. That's it. No, People always leave out the last half of that sentence. So it's like, oh, I scaled a business to seven figures, but I spent six. Like, it's <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, the, yeah, what they're saying may or may not be true but they've miss out all the shit that comes before it and what needs to go into it. And I think, like you say, people are just, I think we're just ingrained to look for those sound bites and look for the, it's just, well, it's human fucking survival instincts, isn't it? What's the yeah. easiest possible route for me to get the best solution for me? It's yeah. just human nature. So, you know, obviously it's easy to leverage it, but ethically I just, I can't, I can't do that. Completely agree. And it's about getting people to tune in. Well, and I think it's, I don't, we said it off camera earlier, but you know, perhaps your blunt approach might be a little bit marmite to people, but mm. that's actually a good thing, you know? Yeah. You're sat here and you 
don't want everyone to like you in a positive yeah. sense because you don't want to work at every single person because they're going to probably bring you know, problems to it all yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of the time. I think, it, I think it was at the start as well when I was quite, quite nervous. So it was like everyone does, you take on clients that may or may not be the right fit. Now, yeah. if they came on, you know, you red flag, you'd Correct. right off. But I remember going in and like, there's another some finance guy, insurance or something like that. And he came in and he was like, oh, I've been in this business and I've done that and I've done that. And this is how the marketing's going to work. I was like, what the fuck did you ring me for then? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know I, mean? I could take your money, yeah, but. Yeah. It's like, well, I keep doing it. Oh, my son said that. Oh, where's, oh, your son works at Tesco. Right. So why the fuck is he talking about PPC? <laughs> yeah. Like, no offense to people that work at Tesco, like, but come on, stay, stay in your fucking lane. Like, if you knew what you were doing, you wouldn't have rang us. So I don't get what the purpose is if you're not going to sit and listen. I'm sure you're amazing at insurance. We're really good at marketing. Let's meet in the middle there. Yeah. Um, help us help you, ultimately. Yeah. But it's, it's just, it's just a, I think it's so important to pre-vet those people out now, get the red flags, understand what they are, um, and because they're like a cancer to your business. All the ones, and I thought, oh, yeah, but they're paying us the most money. And actually, when I started doing this like time tracking stuff, the amount of time we were spending on that, and that's not even to say the fucking headaches that they were causing, they were by far the worst paying client. Yeah. It wasn't even about money, and everyone felt shit dealing with them. So it was like the biggest cancer to their business ever. Yeah, it's killing team morale. It's not making you even much money worth bothering exactly. with anyway. Yeah. Exactly. And all that time you're spending on them, it's time that could be spent with someone who just goes, right, it's 10 grand, I'll speak to you in 30 days. And you're like, yeah, a, client, oh, a client no one's heard of, yeah. but they let you get on with the job and do it properly. That's it. They're the dream. And I think we, we got sucked into that at the start as well, like, you know, chasing those big names on, uh, on the list and mate, stuff. I spent months chasing some big names. Ah, it never got anywhere. And again, I, you know, I was flying by my seat of the pants with it all, but chasing big names who are promising the world. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, sometimes for some people they come off, but actually I, I, I literally fucking wasted so much time that I should have just focused on some much smaller wins and I'd have got a lot further. I, I must have wasted, in the business, I must have wasted at least six months just chasing bollocks, just yeah. just pipe dreams. You think it looks good on, on, on your website? Of course oh, you this do. will look amazing, wouldn't it? I remember I was working with uh, Marriott, Marriott Ortaza for fun. Yeah, yeah Min, a, yeah, household yeah. name. Oh my God, yeah. yeah, that's a bit of me. I bet it would be amazing. Oh my God, it's like pulling fucking teeth to get paid. Lois paying client, fussiest, everything was delayed. And I just thought, why Why am I doing this? Yeah. Why am I doing this when there's Dave over here, got five grand on the ball, wants to be involved with it. You know, everything, you're passionate about what he's doing. And you'll probably, the results you'll get from him probably will change his business as well. That, yeah. Versus Marius, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just like, oh, we just need to spend this money and exactly. blah, blah, blah. That, yeah. That's what I realise now. That actually, that, that progression, if you pick the right clients, like watching them transform and go from, you know, whatever it is, your four-figure months to your five-figure months or five to six. Yeah, Game-changer stuff, that, isn't Percentage-wise, yeah. And, and then, whereas, you know, with the bigger ones, you're a fucking drop in the ocean. You're just another name on the supplier list on fucking 90-day terms yeah. that they don't give a toss about and they're not really going to take, like, take what you say let's be honest um other areas of your business that you would say you wing what what have you had to wing do you reckon winging i think like sales is, has always been a bit of a wing thing for me yeah when i was at the, like the old company where i was that they had a digital like the, the owner with the fucking best salesman i've ever seen mate honestly i said the eskimos amazing and i and i respected it and i, and I think sales is a massive skill it's, it's one that i've never thought I, I had or could have. I've always just been that as a marketer, put stuff out. If people like it and want it, they'll come to you. Yeah. Maybe that's me being a shit salesman. <laughs> yeah, it maybe. Prob it probably is. But my experience of sales was, I, I think everyone's been through this rite of passage. First ever fucking job, 16, 17. I looked, on, I looked online. It's like, oh, a field sales rep. Oh, sounds, yeah. Sounds posh. Yeah. yeah <laughs> sounds posh, that. It starts at 11 a.m. Sign me up. Didn't realize that you fucking finished at 8 p.m. 
And I was banging on doors in the rain, being told to fuck off in council estates in Salford. And that was my first thing of sales. I yeah. boom, do you want to change your fucking energy supply? Fuck off. All right, nice one. And they were just like, <laughs> yeah. expect 99 no's, but you're chasing that one yes. And I was like, this isn't for me, this. No. This isn't for me. So it kind of put me off sales a little bit. But I think now, so it, I think it is just a constant winging thing of just tell people the truth, whether they want to hear it or not. And if, you know, they're on board with it, then great. And if not, then we've not lost anything. Well, there's different types of sales as well, isn't there? There's, there's, there's a time and a place for hammering the calls and cold emails stuff. But, mm. but you know, you sort of invest a bit in your own personal branding and stuff like that yeah. in terms of just getting your voice out there authentically. Yeah. And it probably makes the sales easier, to be to be fair. Yeah. Because the stuff comes to you, I guess, more so. You know, yeah. you're not sat on a phone all day, are you? Banging out calls. Well, I think that's the winging thing as well. Everyone's like, oh, you need this fucking... Uh, content strategy and i know we listen we do content marketing i don't have a strategy i'll be sat there having a fucking dump or watching telly or yeah. just having a wonder and i'm just like oh that'll be a good post i'll stick it in my notes i'll post it out and that's it like it, there's no real kind of oh this needs to do this so it needs to funnel into xyz that's essentially just me as like a pissed up diary like, yeah. oh that's <laughs> come in boom put it out and if it yeah. you know if it works it works um and i think a lot of people get so hung up on, oh, well, I need this strategy. It needs to be six, nine, 12 months. In- exactly that. And that, that comes from over planning, doesn't it? And yeah. it's like, like you said, just effectively wing that, just get on with it. It's yeah. ev- everything you do, just get on with it, start it. Yeah. I think that's the thing that people don't do. And it's probably for that fear of failure. Yeah. That the sooner they start it, the quicker they might fail, which is true, but that's a, you know, failure is not a bad thing. Let's just get on with it. Yeah. It just put stuff out. And I think with content or, or market and stuff like that, it, it's not as difficult as, as everyone would have you think like, Put something out. If it doesn't work, don't do that again. Or do it again, but try it on a different day. I put stuff out all the time and it bombs, but what? But it's so good. What? Like you say, if people just focus on the stuff that does work. Knowing what doesn't work is just as important as knowing what does. Yep. So you know where you're fucking wasting your time and your energy. So I just think get, getting stuff out and just looking at looking at the data and going, right, well, that worked. Let's do more of it. That didn't work. Let's let's not do as much as that. That is literally all marketing is. It's just testing stuff and seeing, seeing what fucking fits with people and, and just follow the numbers. You know what I mean? It, it's easy to... I could put out a lot of fucking fortune cookie shit. Oh, dead fish only swim downstream or something like that. Agree? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, exactly. It's easy to put out stuff like that. And yeah, you might get a couple of hundred likes or whatever, but... I wonder how many, no pun intended, but I wonder how many bites you actually get off that though. Do you know what I mean? Like, if if you put that out, you might get, say, 2,000 likes, but... I mean, fucking hell, I'm not going to be signing up to a service be amazed. I would be amazed if that shit generated any revenue or any significant revenue with actual decent clients. Yeah. Like, because what's the purpose of it? I don't, I don't understand. Uh, it. I don't. It's not displaying well, like, a, your skills though, is it? Like, no, there was one on LinkedIn the other day about uh, good leaders. Uh, what was it? Something about Google. Yeah, You know, Google has the answers for everyone who isn't a good leader or something along that. And I was like, mate, I fucking built and sold a business using google like yeah. i fucking kid you not every single bit of how do i set up my emails how do i do any marketing what is ppc how do i yeah. build a system everything was google yeah so mate we do it all the time now like for some reason there's this like connect that people have between oh you're marketers so you must be good at tech you start dropping api and code to me i'll just fucking shut down yeah. show me an excel spreadsheet i'll just shut down i just want to stick my head in the microwave when you show me stuff like that but people just assume that because you're young or in marketing that it's all the same shit <laughs> but that, that i think that's the thing I wing that more, more often than not. If someone says, oh, can you put this and plug this API into this? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Give me two minutes. Type, type, type. Google. Yeah, exactly. There's the answer. Well, I think, you have to, I think you have to do that because people are getting so kind of, they want the holistic solution now. And I think 
starting marketing agency, I spoke to other agency owners and they were like, don't try and be all things to all people. So we kind of niece down, did bits and bobs. And now it's becoming more that someone wants to come to a, an agency or a provider that can do everything or have people that they know that can do everything under one roof rather than, oh, well, this developer's in India and he's in the arse end of the Philippines and you're in Bulgaria and you're in fucking London and you're trying to pull them all together. It just doesn't work. Well, it doesn't work effectively yeah. to get stuff to market. You know, so, so you've seen that as a bit of a shift in the market then generally, would you say? Well, the thing is, it's weird because it, the market shouldn't shift that way. It's like, you know, being consumer driven and you don't want the people that are fucking jack of all trades. Do you know what I mean? If someone brings no, us well, you don't, a, a SEO, I'll just be like, right, well, I know someone that's amazing for that. You want PR? Know someone amazing for that. But I'll put them in touch with the people that I know and trust to, to yeah, deliver. Yeah, it's almost dangerous then if, if agencies like yours say, oh. yeah, we'll do PR, we'll charge you two grand a month. All oh, right, we've got you in the local rag. Oh, great, nice yeah. one. But your reputation as well, I think, travels yeah. fast. Um, and, and people do talk so if you, if you do it and you fuck it up then they go and tell 10 people like the stuff that you're actually good at you're never going to get a chance to do that because oh they tried this for us and they fucked it up so I think yeah just, just, just stay in your lane and it's dead tempting because it's like oh yeah well I'll take revenue in wherever we can fucking get it but you know long term it's going to it's gonna do you damage so you know surround yourself and get that kind of network of freelancers around you or whatever it may be or other agencies that like, support you get yeah. good relationships and try that because, you know, we've all been there trying to do too much or trying to do things that we're not that good at. And that's half of the bit about winging it as well. Sometimes I'll Google stuff, I'll go, could we do this? And then I'll go, I don't want to. I don't yeah. want to. Well, and that's it, knowing what to turn down as an opportunity. Because I did it when we first started the cybersecurity business. People come to us like, in fact, it was a good opportunity for us. It was like, we did cybersecurity training. A massive charity came to us and said, will you do some training in like, it was anti-fraud and bribery. And I was like, well, yeah, actually, because I have got experience. I've got more experience in that than I have cybercrime. Yeah. And all we had to do was just apply the same things we were doing for the training to that new topic. Yeah. But it was like a chunky contract paid for me to get the first office, get the first employee. So easy decision, that one. Whereas if they come to me and said, I don't know, will you come and do three months worth of seminars about it? I'd have been like, yeah. no fucking way, not a chance. Cause it just would have, ruin the business yeah but you built and sold fairly quickly in the grand scheme of things didn't you like, yeah compare, yeah like, there must have been people like doing cyber security for 10 years that have like must be looking at you and go how the fuck's he go how the fuck is he been googling that built it Correct. sold it and sorry yeah, off and but, i'm still there yeah. no and you're right and but again that comes down to luck yeah the bit that no fucking tell no one tells you like i am you wouldn't sell any courses on luck though would no, you no well you wouldn't exactly yeah. exactly and this is it like people don't believe that and it it's like i yeah my sort of start and sale was was very quick yeah but it was just because i was right place right time you know we'd spotted a bit of a gap in the market which was the the whole training sector around cybersecurity was quite corporate the established players had been around so long say like 10 plus years mm. that their training was a was a bit dated truth yeah. be told um so they were looking for like oh well we need to modernize our training what's the quickest way to do that do we do we set off and build our own mm. or do we just to go and acquire yeah and then again better companies arguably than, than yeah. mine but we were the right size the right age the yeah. right team the right attitudes it all just fell together yeah. now had they not been shopping well it wouldn't have been sold so i'd still be plugging away on it yeah, yeah, yeah. but no yeah. one tells you that like it's pure luck you know yeah. i'm very very grateful that i've had that slice of luck because yeah. it, it's that but i think like you say there's so much noise out there as well of people telling you how to do stuff and they've never actually fucking done it themselves oh mate i, 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 I can't I can't get on board with it. I, I used to get so many business coaches come to me and just try and sell <laughs> the service. And I like, look at the CV, I'd be like, you've never run a fucking business. Yeah. So yeah, like, yeah. You, Google. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> winged it. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, yeah, we've all got to eat, haven't we? So fair enough. But but I was just like, come on, guys. You, you know, don't try and bring something to door that you're not particularly expertise in. Particularly because I think you can get that support elsewhere. Like mm. we both were on accelerated program. Yeah, and got probably that support from our peers. Which yeah, is, that was great. Which was like, for me more valuable than paying a business coach a grand a month. You know what? It, it was good that as well because surrounding yourself with other businesses, at, you know, at different stages in different industries, because you know there was someone that was a finance expert over here. Correct. There's a well-being coach over here. This person has got a fucking software subscription service over here. So you're like, right? Well, I can go in and and, and try and avoid those mistakes that all these people may have been making or are going to make or have made, um, and just incorporate that into the business rather than obviously when when you start. Like you say, I was just in a fucking bedroom, mate. I, I, yeah, same. I, I yeah. don't know anything about fucking VAT employers and I. I don't know anything well, about how, like how hard none was of that, shit, that whole setting up your own email so you didn't have like Eddie at Gmail. It had to, you wanted oh, a sexy Kempy sixty nine. Yeah, like, fucking exactly. I can't keep going with that, can no. I? The MSN name, absolutely yeah. boss that as well. Dropping fire chat on MSN. Oh, yeah. What was back. mine? I had uh, any WWF out, WWF fans out there. Mine was Grandmaster Eddie. I mean, was, I like it. Yeah, like, it's not the best. Well, yeah, you had to set up, and it took me, you know, it took me half a day to set up, but, well, it didn't, maybe not half a day, but an hour, because yeah. you had to Google it, find out, I've registered my domain, oh, God, where's my, how do I get an email on that domain now, but yeah. just Google it, stop yeah. fucking around. All that shit, mate, honestly, and I think, I think that's it, feeling like you're in the fucking wilderness at the start, going And right. you are. Yeah. Well, you just got to get on it, every well, day, just do, do a bit. At yeah. that point, all you're doing is, is, is you're looking around, and you're comparing yourself to other people, Correct. which is the worst fucking oh, thing you mate, can do. 100%. Worst thing you can do. Why? Why are they doing so well? They've they've got new client today. Or, oh, they were in the press today, and it's like no, no, no. Stick your fucking blinkers on. Put your head down. Do what you're good at doing. Get results. And then for us, kind of the, the, the rest came because we got results. And then they would speak to other people. Like we've never we've never advertised. Never spent a penny in advertising. Yeah. Ever. Everything just come inbound. The, the whole business is hundred percent inbound Amazing. organic referrals. It might not always be that way. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's something that I'm you know, proud of. We don't need to compete with other people on PPC and be like, oh, ha, 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 did you, did you mean to search for them? Get a fucking grip. There's people that are on, bidding on our name now and it's just like, if you genuinely need to do that, you know, that's fine. Take those clients because we're not interested in people that just want an agency. And it's interesting perception. I was on about with this with, uh, with, with camera Dan earlier was, I, we had a competitor set up at the same time as us. I can't remember how much, but a few hundred grand maybe investment. And they were almost like a little bit obsessed with checking out our website and a week before the rebrand took place he messaged me on linkedin to sort of take the piss out of our, the quality of our clients little did he know the rebrand there was going to be this whole swathe of new ones on there yeah and all that time he was looking at my business as competition i was looking at the people that ended up buying me yeah so i was looking at the big boys going right how can i pitch how can i position myself where we'd be attractive as a as a purchase or mm. how can i compete with them because i that's where I want to be. Yeah. You know, they're, they're turning over a billion dollars. That's where I want to be. Yeah. Not, not, you know, with, with respect to him and myself, we were tin pot operations in Manchester. Yeah. It's like, no, we wanted, you know, look, look above where you are even. Yeah. Don't, don't uh, yeah. try and pull other people down. That's it. I think there's a lot of kind of emulation going on and, it, and it, that's where the, the imposter syndrome kicks in as well. Because every market now is saturated. Yes. Not oh, even just yeah. what we do. Every fucking market I've got an original idea. You haven't. Yeah. Bullshit. You start saying you're dynamic, you're innovative, you're disruptive. I can guarantee fucking see you, you are not. Yeah. Let yeah. me tell you, yeah. you are not. I'm authentic. Yeah, there is someone within five miles doing the exact same thing as you. Yeah. I'll guarantee you that. So it's 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 thinking that how you stand out. And if you're constantly copying what other people do, you're never going to be kind of the first in your market. You're, never, you're always going to be Correct. a replica of somebody else. And that's what I always say when people are starting out. It's like, 
fine, you might you might be launching a recruitment app or you might be launching, you know, another clothing range, or whatever. That's fine. You can do mm. that. You don't have to be the first to do something. But like you said, you've got to find the way to stand out. Yeah. Ours was we used to talk about making cybercrime sexy. Mm. And you know, just daft stuff like pictures yeah. of computers with lingerie on them. Well, look, no one else is doing that, yeah. so we're in a pretty safe space because yeah. whoever's going to do that's probably going to then look like the copy us because we're kind of going into that and being a bit daft with it. So yeah. find something that breaks the mold a little bit, and you don't have to be that clever. Just look in other industries and see what someone else has done. Yeah, and nick that. I think yeah, I think that's the thing with, with like B two B as well. That's the easiest one because oh. the fucking bar is incredibly low. Yeah, mate, it's so it? low in, in in anything to do with kind of like financial services, professional services. They're just terrified. But and don't get me wrong, I get it. Like in our in our office, compliance is the c word. Yeah, and that's saying something for our fucking office because we're all quite <laughs> foul mouth. But and I get that people have to be compliant, but it doesn't mean that if you've got hundred and forty characters or or whatever that it should all be a fucking risk warning because what is the point? Let's, yeah. just, let's just not do it. Agreed. I, 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 I don't get it. There are places you can put it and there are ways around it, but you have to be, you know, malleable with it. And we've done that work with SJP. And we'll send stuff over and we're like, come on guys, like you're just taking everything out. It, it's essentially just a fucking risk warning. Yeah. But unless you get the right person on the other end of it that says, actually we could do this. We could do that. Let's look for a solution. Let's not just go, we can't say this. Right. Okay. Well, yeah, where's the middle that, ground? Well, that might have been the case like a while ago, but what I'm absolutely loving now is the challenger brands coming up because then I'm sure 10 years ago they would have said, we just can't say that. Now 100%. they've got challenger brands biting their ass, taking fucking money away. They go, mm, maybe we could yeah, say we could that. Push it a little bit further. Exactly, we? Yeah. but it shouldn't take people with a fire under their ass. Like you say, the banking system with the challenger brands. Yeah, now they're suddenly oh, want to be our mates, do fucking customers. And I'm like, oh, what do you want to see, guys? Well, I wanted to see it 10 years ago when I was asking you for it. Yeah. Like, and I think it's just giving people what they want, doing it at pace as well. And just being open to changing. So I think this that's a really good point you just made there. So I think the biggest asset you have as a startup is how quick you move. And I remember being told that and thinking, oh man, what a bit of cliche, but fuck me. There's yeah. so much truth in that. Because these big organizations move so slow, yeah. so slow. Yeah. Like if they want to implement a new idea, it is going to take probably a year, two years, let alone months. Yeah. Whereas a startup, like... I used to love just going like, right, we've just got an idea. Bam, done it in a week. Mm. Just turn it around in a sprint, smashed it out. And then you've got something, you brought it to market. Now that's what, you know, don't be sort of sitting around and wallowing. Get on with it. Like you can move so much quicker. Yeah. And you can even move quicker than the people who've been around five years yeah. if you're just starting out. Oh, of course you can. And you better than that. Like we were saying about sort of um, tone of voice and things like that. You could do a week where all you do is F and Jeff. Mm. And then the next week... Try a different tactic. Yeah. No one will fucking care or remember. Yeah. Just test it and see what works for you. That's it. That, that's how we do it. Like, because everyone goes on about, you know, planning for 12 months and having this fucking vision board and having all this shite. Like, particularly what we do, it changes so fast that we can't do that. So anything that we plan is in three month sprints because it's unlikely that something will change in three months. Sometimes it has happened and the an interface has fucking changed. And we're like, oh, where's yeah. that button gone now? Like, it, that happens sometimes. But I honestly don't see the point in today's day and age of spending, you know, doing this five-year plan that's never going to fucking happen. Where do you see yourself in five years all getting noshed off by Kim Kardashian in the Bahamas? It's not going to fucking happen, is it? <laughs> like, so, so what's the point of me wasting my time on it when it's time I could be spending working? I agree. I think um, one of my criticisms of the programme that we both were in, but at different times, um, we sat down one day and did a mood board. Now, I'm all for it, <laughs> mate, if that's your cup of tea. But it, yeah. for me, I'm... Yeah. It's not mine. And, and I remember sat there like piecing together this fucking mood board. I was like, I don't fucking know what, I don't even know what 
I want to do. Like, no. Christ, I sold my business last year. I'm, I fucking drove here today in a Suzuki Swift. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's not, that's not my fucking mood board. Yeah. But does it matter? No, bollocks. You just want to do something to earn some money. Yeah. Like, at the time for me, when I was wanting me to do this mood board, I was like, I don't need to do a mood board. I need to go earn 200 quid so I can pay the mortgage because yeah. I'm fucking up, up against it. Otherwise. I know, you can't do it when it comes knocking. You're like, look at this picture of this yacht. Yeah, yeah. One day. Yeah, I can pay day. you back because I'm going to have a yacht. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, maybe it's just a character thing and, and, and some maybe. people like come off it and, and, they, and they need that to fuel them. But like you say, it's those people that sit on sit on Instagram all day looking at motivational quotes, fucking Gandhi quotes, and never actually just get their head down and graft and do something. You can read all the fucking quotes and yeah. you want in the world. If you don't put your head down and do something, yeah. nothing is going to happen. And that's the same as all the exactly that's the same as all the books you know even if you listen to this if you if you if you just if you're just absorbing stuff yeah you, it's no good you, you you're gonna but just that is people convincing themselves that they are still grafting yeah true oh, get my mindset right get my mindset right get my mindset right and it's 15 years later and you're still getting your mindset right and you've missed the boat whatever your idea was it's been done 10 times yeah. over so like, i'm guilty of it now you know like even with go founder stuff like i'll be sat there with my laptop and i'll just i'll end up fucking around on youtube for an hour it's like YouTube. come on eddie Porn up. yeah yeah exactly yeah YouTube. give myself a slap and get back on <laughs> and it's like fucking hell just focus but yeah we're all guilty of it but if you you know if if you have that hunger you will just get on with it and stop fanning about yeah and i get it like you say the fear of failure it, it's you know a lot of people from a privileged point of view like, don't get me wrong, like, we, we never had like much money, but, you know, parents were there growing up and, yeah. you know, there was food on the table, I was, I was clothed. So it's kind of, I think having that privilege to, don't get me wrong, I haven't got any money to fall back on. If I fuck it up, that that's it. Yeah. Um, and it's that attitude to risk, I think, which I think I'm really kind of fortunate to, you know, be this kind of youngish kind of bachelor lifestyle thing when I started the business. Um, I don't have any dependents. You know, uh, would I take the same risk that I have now if yeah. I had a missus, kids, massive fucking mortgage, two cars, and the missus wanted to go on two holidays a year? Probably not. No, exactly. So I think taking the risk when you can, as soon as possible. Yeah, in your circumstances. And, or, or equally, if you are in that position where circumstances are a bit harder than maybe, for example, yours perhaps, but putting yourself in a position where you might have a better chance because, you know, we all know those people, oh, I can't afford it. Well, hang on. You live in a 400 grand house. Yeah. You've got two cars on tick. Yeah. And you go on two or nice holidays a year. Yeah. So you could downsize, get rid of the cars, have a banger and not go on holidays and then give it a go. Oh no, no, I don't want to do that. Well, yeah. piss off then. That's the toughest thing. Yeah. I think when you had a taste of it. To Agreed, come back yeah. Down, and I had to do that. Like when I started making money in the first year, I was like, right, fucking hell, all my mates have got nice cars. I'm going to get a nice yeah, car. Yeah. I'm gonna Spunk do all your money on that a nice it, car. Mate. Yeah. I was fucking Jordan Belfast. I was going out and then I just thought, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah. They're all just much wealthier than me. And then I just thought, right, I need to fucking reinvest. I need to reinvest this stuff now. So you just do, you just swallow your pride, take it back down, reinvest it, and it's and it's and it's worked. And I wish I didn't. Well, no, in fact, no, I wish I did. I do think it. you need to get it out of your system, probably. Yeah, yeah, because you I might have been making that mistake. Now, maybe not the same level, but you'd have probably been taking money out that you didn't need to. And, and, and yeah, because that's the other thing I did. I I just naively doubled down, doubled down, doubled down. I, I just didn't take any money. I just kept mm. it in the business and hired more staff instead of paying myself. I know we've spoke about that previously. Yeah, um, because I just thought, well. Not because I was like, oh, this is definitely going to pay off. It was actually just that I thought, fuck it, I can do that now. Yeah. So the longer me and my missus can just hang on living yeah. off her wage, then the... How's she taking this, by the way? She, to, be, to be fair, <laughs> golden, mate. She yeah. she was exceptional. Like she she, I think that w made it easy for me. So she was a teacher, so, you know, not on mega wage or anything, but she was fully Assistant. on board. Yeah. So she was like, you know what? I recognise that if we just keep persisting, because, you know, we, I can't remember if we were married or not married at the time or getting married. And then we didn't have kids. I've got a kid now, but yeah. 
So we were kind of like, do you know what? Let's reinvest, 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 reinvest. And then as slash when we have a kid, mm. at that point we'll reevaluate. And then the business by some basic logic should be further ahead if we've reinvested all that time. And then yeah. I could start taking. So had I not sold, I'd have, when the baby was born, I'd have probably gone, right, I need to ease off a little bit, yeah. take a bit of money out now because we can't just keep living off one wage, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, got lucky in the, in the meantime. But it was that sort of naivety of just reinvesting because I could and I think mm. but we we happily downsized our lifestyle to suit so yeah. you know we got married our, our wedding cost us four and a half grand which is unheard of really for wedding costs and things Talk like that the bride style that isn't it? yeah exactly well, cheaper actually uh, not that I've watched it um yeah but but <laughs> we down you know we were driving a 500 quid bang over course uh, yeah all that sort of stuff and you know I don't say that for a fucking medal I say that because that's what we did like and it was just about we were happy not having a nice car and living in a house that needed loads of work doing and all that sort of stuff because yeah. we took the gamble on the business and it, it paid off for us. I'm not saying it would pay off for everyone. Cause statistics that tell you it fucking won't. No, but, yeah, yeah. but you've, you know, you can't you have it all, can you? The best possible chance, haven't you? Of course you? you have. And you can't have it all. Yeah. You can't live in a penthouse apartment and have a flash car while trying to build a business, really. No. Unless you've got a wealthy daddy. Yeah, or a wealthy investor. That's, yeah. Yeah. And even then, you're a fucking idiot because you're just spending money that you could be spending the business. Well, yeah, I see people do that all the time. Like you say, they'll, they'll get they'll get that into the business and suddenly their lifestyle will change. And you're like, yeah. hold on, before you wanted to build hundred grand investment on fifty grand a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, well, that's the thing. Like people have offered to come in. Oh, we'll invest in this, and I just thought, nah. Maybe it's because I, I physically cannot be like don't like people telling me what to do. Particularly if someone comes in and they're you know 55, never fucking opened a computer, and they're going to go out. Right, well, this is how we do a digital. No, no, it's no, it's not. I'm sure you, you're great at what you do and, and you've got to a certain stage, but if I was ever going to get someone into the business as even like a Ned or an investor, it needs to be someone that's fucking lived, breathed it, know how fast it moves yeah. um, and that is open to, you know, changing rather than having that set kind of, this is how business is done. And if you're in that mindset, I think probably like we have in common of like being prepared to wing it, mm. which is, you know, I think is a relatively good trait to have if you if you want to be successful, generally speaking. Mm having an investor can be a negative to that because mm. it's basically you just you're just getting a boss on board to some extent you know a different kind of boss admittedly but you're accountable now the best thing for me was not being yeah had i have been accountable i'd have made some pretty fucking different decisions I maybe think, better decisions probably worse i think that's the thing yeah because when it was just just me toddling around i wasn't accountable to anybody but then obviously when you get you know your team on board it, it's my responsibility now is to keep them employed that, yeah. that, that's their job so like they're the only people i'm accountable to but in the same breath they're accountable to to, to me to obviously deliver results which mm-hmm. i think it's that, that i think that's another massive thing that i've winged is, is is recruitment and just been you know very lucky um in certain scenarios of of who i've landed on i don't know fucking anything about recruitment mate. no mate i'm I, just like oh, yeah, are you good at this are you good at drawing yeah okay sweet i believe you <laughs> yeah. and then that's it you're hired <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i'm shit at that shit yeah do you know what though you learn i mean i i didn't use any recruiters hired all through indeed mm. rightly or wrongly on the whole most hires have been not just good but like mint like been yeah. well happy with them yeah had a couple of duff ones you're always going to get nature isn't it yeah but you're probably gonna get a couple of duff ones with recruiters to be honest true the good thing i think obviously recruitment wise it just saves you the ball ache of going through it all yeah yeah I mean, it's not something I'd ever choose to do. I think it's fucking hell. It's been a fucking headache. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Because you want it, you want to grow. Of course. And you want everything else to grow at the same pace as you want it to grow. And unfortunately, it's just not like that. Uh, no, it grows probably, I don't know, at least 
three times less than you hope it will. Yeah, three steps forward, one step back, yeah. and you're like, oh, okay. And then, yeah, I think that's the thing where it changes, and you are accountable to other people as well. It's um, that I think that's the difficult thing of having to justify decisions now. Before I could just take a fucking mad risk and go, you know what, we're going all in on this. Yeah, whereas now you've got to think, uh, I've got people's wages to pay, so I need to... Yeah, so that's priority number one, and then with the money that's left, that's the risk pot, essentially. Yeah, and then, and I think the bit that maybe isn't talked about enough, probably, and correct me if I'm wrong, but so you've got, you know, priority number one is, is staff wages, mm. priority number two is risk pot, Yeah, but also your wages. Yeah. So that, that risk pot that, you know, you might be doing something a bit frivolous with. Yeah. Well you're not risking anything else there. You're just risking your own cash. So the money that you might have been able to benefit from taking out the business, you're then spunking away. Because, yeah. you know, I did that, you know, spent some fucking stupid money over the years on things that I thought would work that didn't work. Yeah. But it never damaged the business. It just damaged my income, really. Yeah. Because that's the money I could have probably taken out for myself. But I took took a risk with it instead. Yeah. I think, I, I don't know, like I've just never really thought about because I've just minimum wage the whole time from the start. I've never really thought about, oh, I might pay myself or grand this month. Like, it's just never been a thing. It's just, here's what it is. Whatever your fucking tax-free amount is, I, I don't know. Like, anything to yep. do with... There's so many things I'm bad at, mate. Honestly, like That's HR, fine. admin, sales, yeah. Excel, tech. Like the, I, I, In fact, I'm not selling myself at all. I'm very <laughs> bad at most things. Yeah, but, but you're good at what you sell. Yeah, the, the two things that we sell, like we're, we're pretty good at. <laughs> That's all it needs. And I think that's where people get obsessed. Like They think, or I thought, probably a fairer thing to say i thought when i started a business you had to be this fucking super business i had to be fucking peter jones well you don't have to be fucking peter jones you just need to be half capable of most stuff yeah but then very good at one thing but you know what and it the is, one thing is well, the sad thing is like well i did business at school but then ended up walking out of that and switching it because we had this fucking woman mate business teacher i swear she was like the proper fucking haunted scrotum of a woman mate with a bob <laughs> horrible person and then I remember I was in business. I thought, right, this is it. It's where I fucking become the businessman. And then my granddad died or something. And that's why I hadn't done the homework, obviously. So I went in and told her. And she basically said, oh, I don't care. When I give you something, I expect it done. So I was like, ah, that's me done. Walked out yeah. there, did biology, did that for an A-level instead. And after that, like that was my only exposure to business. Other than watching The Apprentice yeah. and Dragon's Den. Yeah. That's how I learned about business. Nobody yeah. ever tells you. When you got the first thing, it was like national employers contribution what the fuck is this what the fuck is this and why am yeah. i paying it why is it costing like, me so much well, yeah. money like, yeah jesus christ all the pension stuff as well and and, and, and vat bills and return what nobody told me this why am i so skinned like, yeah fucking hell but you can hire people to take care of all that shit and, and exactly and that's the thing at the start i didn't I, I was trying to fucking wing it and do it myself and just trying to log into the so go, that go it, portal fuck me yeah, mate, the gateway ID. Indiana fucking Jones, mate, trying yeah, to get in there. Yeah, 100%. Like, you get 100 different numbers to oh, log in with. Just and I still let me don't... in, mate. I'm trying to pay you. Just yeah. let me in. <laughs> yeah. Well, funny story. So, obviously, I sold my business a year ago. I'm being chased by HMRC oh. for a VAT bill that I paid over 18 months ago. And it's like, I you can't ring up to tell them you've paid. Of course you can't. You can't email. So it's just, even my accountant tried to speak with a debt collection company, say, he's paid. Oh, no, we can't speak. We have to speak to him. So I yeah. rang him, said, look, paid. Go check the yeah. system. It's bonkers. You but, get an email. There's, there's yeah. a bottle outside with a map in it. To yeah. Find the map. <laughs> yeah. Fucking just Turn to page 144. Pay yeah. You've fallen down a well. <laughs> Awful, um, mate. But you, you touched upon a really good point there. He's like, find the shit you're not good at. Yeah. And find that out. Like, yeah. People trying to do the books themselves. Fuck oh that. 
pay an accountant. It's next to nothing really for what value you're yeah. going to get for it. Get rid of it. Yes, you might be shitting yourself how you can, have, can or can't afford it when you first get going. But do you know what? If you rack up a few outgoings, it gives you a little bit more of a driver to get going. Yeah. And like you say, the thing that the amount of time that you would spend on it because you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, mate. When I try and do stuff and it pissed me off. I was putting something into fucking Excel or something the other day and I was just doing it manually and entering all these things. And then one of the girls went, what are you doing? Click two buttons, no fucking thing. Just I went, I spent an hour on that. Yeah, copy and paste every single thing. I spent an hour on that. And she just did it with two clicks. And it's like, you don't know what you don't know. That's the thing. And I was like, I genuinely like, of course it's year one. You're tight on money. You're like, can I really afford that kind of... And then I realised that like, it was money I was investing, not spending. Yeah. It freed yeah. up fucking 40 hours a month of me to actually work and get clients. Well, it's in. that classic, yeah, it's that classic thing of if your time, you know, for example, can earn 50 quid, yeah. you don't want to spend your time doing the £10 jobs, do you? Yeah, exactly. Simple exactly. as that. And I think that's just my my outlook on stuff now. And it, I don't know, like personal life, fucking I'm tighter than cramped, mate. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, I only breathe in me in my yeah. personal life. Business is like, oh, a software, what does it do? Oh, it's just a notepad. Oh, grand <laughs> yeah. a month. Yeah, fuck, I'll take two. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know why, but it's like for the business, I'm fine. But personal life, I'm like, mm, can I? No. And it's probably a, a good thing to have just to well, be it is, it's, Well, it is because it's giving you that balance at the minute, isn't it? Yeah. Because you're happy to take the risk in the business, but you're not you know, spunking your money up well in a personal life where you've got to take it out of the business. So it's yeah, probably a good I've, balance it, to have. just looking it? for ways to free up time now. So if it can, something can save me two hours uh, a week, that you know whatever your hourly rate is put it to that and if it's less than that you're in fucking profit yeah so that's how i just kind of look at things now it's just how how much can i how much time can i save by getting new softwares or programs or people in yeah where am i going to get my time back to get you know the actual valuable thing is which is more clients it's like you say if you if you're hiring you can do the hiring process yourself but if that takes you 50 hours to hire one person well yeah is it worth it probably probably not exactly just fucking find people that are good at it and pay them what they're worth yeah that's all you can do so over over the things that we're seeing online at the minute i'm seeing a massive rise in the trend of just get rich bollocks for a start yeah what what would your kind of straight direct blunt advice to be to people who are thinking about starting out you're not going to get rich quick (laughs) it's simple as like if anything sounds too good to be true it is i mean don't get me wrong you see all the fucking crypto this forex and all this nonsense like yeah, it's fleeting, you might get lucky, but by and large, if you're fucking Barbara 42 from Barnsley, you're not going to be a crypto millionaire tomorrow. It, it's just, Correct. I think the problem is it's this this age of, of, you know, nobody's patient anymore. Everybody wants that kind of view from the top of the mountain, but nobody actually likes climbing. Yeah. Like, yeah, but how did you get there? And, you know, is there a shortcut to success? Yeah, cause Everything's crit- a five-step, a three-step, a seven-step, and it's not. It's fucking years of graft, mate. But it'd be a long fucking book that, and you wouldn't buy it, would you? Uh, you exactly. want nine ninety nine. I want to be able to read it in an afternoon, and then I want to be a millionaire by next Saturday. Yeah. And it's just well, that's why crypt. You know, I haven't invested in crypto. Whether I will or not, maybe I will. But it'll be more frivolous than anything. But like I saw a thing online the other day. It was someone had posted one of these local kind of community groups on Facebook. Yeah. It was a dodgy link, but it looked like a legit news story. When you went on it, because I click on links because I'm. Security minded, obviously. <laughs> of course. It was a, it looked like the mirror yeah. news article, all about buying this program and it guaranteed makes you money. Yeah. They'd staged this uh, image with uh, Holly Willoughby, Holly Willoughby um, just like as in she'd tried it live on air and it had made this much money. Then the news article had done a review. Yeah. And it's like, fucking looked legit. And people, I think, are just falling victim of thinking this stuff's really accessible. And like you say, mm. you you might get lucky. Yeah. But that's all it'll be. It'll be luck. 
Yeah, don't correct. turn around and tell me it's a fucking blueprint because exactly. it, because it's not. No. You knew the right person at the right time. And, 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 and business is exactly the same. Yes, yeah. you can give yourself a good chance. Yes, you can get advice. Yes, you can you know try and surround yourself with people who've been there, done it, or just in a community of peers or whatever. Yeah. But you, there's no guarantee. There's no blueprint. There's no steps to success. It's like, give it a go. Follow some some classic proven things that have worked for other people. But yeah. it still might not work. Yeah. You could do what I did, step by step. I could repeat exactly what I did, and it probably yeah. won't work. Well, exactly, yeah. Because the time's moved on now. I think it's this thing about social proof as well, because like you say, every Tom, Dick and Harry's a, 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 a coach, a consultant, a, yeah. a coach that coaches coaches and all that now. And you see these things online, it's like, you know, you're doing your due diligence. It's like, oh, here's this WhatsApp message that I've fucking sent to myself off my nan's phone saying, oh, well, I gave you a pound and I've got 20 grand. And it's like, shut the fuck up. I can take you from zero to 90 days if you just believe. No, no, you can't. Let me guarantee you that. There's no amount of fucking belief. If I just sit there in my underpants believing that I'm going to be rich, nothing's going to happen. Correct. But... Like say people are lapping it up uh, and I think there's there's a massive saturation of it now and maybe it is that playing on people's desperation that a lot of shits hit the fan a lot of people are out of jobs a lot of people are, are in a transition stage where people are leveraging that uncertainty naivety the promises of quick gains because that's what people need it's quick results and unfortunately when we sit, speak to people in marketing when am I going to see results depends on how much money you give us you know it might be fucking <laughs> three months it might be if you've got a, a pound and you're going to spend a pound a month it'll probably take 150 years if you're going to give us 10 grand a month, it might take you two months. Yeah. So it's, you know, I think that's the thing. When, you, when you're when speaking to people and you ask them like a quantitative question, if they don't reply with, it depends, they're lying to you. Yeah. Because nobody can pluck figures out of their ass and say, right, well, you know, I don't know anything about your business, how, how much pixel data you've got, you know, what your customers look like, but I can get you 10x. No, you can't. Yeah. You're just fucking lying. Bollocks. And there's there's so much of that at the moment. I think um, so. It's just being wise to it. I think, and I think that there is an opportunity. So, for the people who are probably more skeptical, negative-minded, like my good self, maybe yourself, I think that that's where the opportunity is, though, because there's so much shit at the minute about everyone's like almost getting obsessed with trying to, you know, get to the top of the mountain about doing the climbing. That mm. if you're actually just if you're willing to get going on your journey and start and just put your blinkers on, stop reading the bollocks on LinkedIn, stop comparing yourself. Yeah. Like, cause you know, when I started my bit, I didn't really give a fuck what was going on. I just wanted to get on with what I was trying to do. So if you can focus now, yeah. now's the time to do it. Cause so many people are fanning around with pipe dream stuff Yeah, that actually you've probably got a better chance because people are distracted by this, this trend, which, yeah. which will die. It'll die away. But the trend at the minute, which is like, you know, comparing yourself and social proof and everything else. So if you can just be that person to, to knuckle down, focus, blinkers on. Yeah. You could do think, well for it. I think this is, the, this is the only thing, like the caveat to that now as well is like, it used to be that being really good at what you did was good enough. And like you say, people will talk. The problem is now, you know, the, there's probably 10,000 other people that are, you know, pretty good at what they do. Where people struggle with now is attention. People cannot yeah. leverage attention because, you know, I could be the best market in the world. If I'm just posting to, to me 10 fucking followers, it doesn't, it doesn't matter unless you can leverage attention and get people to share it and actually get that initial kind of first interaction, it doesn't matter how good you are. You need to be given a chance to show how yep. good you are. And that's where a lot of people fall down. They're really good at what they do, but they're really bad at telling but people no how one good knows. they are. Yeah. yeah, nobody knows about it, which I think like the, the, the kind of rise on LinkedIn now of, you know, that personality-driven, humanized content of, listen, I don't, I don't care, you know, I'm not going to sit there and talk about how good we are at marketing. I'm going to tell you about who I am and how we got into it and this knobhead client and this knobhead. And it's all kind of like pre-vetting these people but it's free as well. Yeah, that's it. it. It's free. Like the amount of reach you can get off LinkedIn, 
for free. God, it's outrageous. Compared to what you'd be paying pay per click, it's bonkers, isn't it? Yeah, it's absolutely it's absolutely outrageous. I think um, more people should be doing it, but like I said, when we speak to, is, oh, I'm just scared. Will people respond? Well, well please do the the decent stuff. Don't don't feed us full of shit about all these Chinese. Don't, you know, literally, don't go and crack open a load of fortune, fortune cookies. cookies. Yeah. We don't need Chinese proverbs. Yeah, have you seen this new feature? Double tap if you're a nonce. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I cannot. Who's doing that though? Who, like, you see the Weatherspoons bloke. Yeah, mate. Fifty pounds. Like that poor bastard in the Rolex. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Unbelievable. Yeah, mate. there's loads of it. It's it's absolute. Well, it's tripe, just fodder, it? and that's the stuff that evidently they want because the censorship is there. And like I say, I've been banned. I know people like you know Dan and, and, yeah, and Mike been, have been banned. And you have you been banned? Yeah. There's a fair few people that have all been banned. I think I, I said Rent Boy and got banned. I think someone else has said Fuck and got banned. So it's like I got banned for networking. Oh yeah, because you're connecting oh, with people. How I was, fucking dare you connect? How, with how dare I connect with people on the professional networking side? That yeah. is LinkedIn. Yeah, and then yeah. on the other side, you know, there's people that you know the, these faceless flag shaggers that are just fucking openly racist, sexist, transphobic, all that. And like, no, 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 it's not against the guidelines because yeah. you haven't sworn. Yeah. Well, this last week it was giving out medical advice saying uh, if if you've got a bad illness, it's because you've had bad thoughts. And it's like, and I and I flagged that because yeah. that's irresponsible and dangerous. Oh, no, it's not against community guidelines. Okay, so I can't say ball bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they can give out medical advice that if you've got a terminal illness, it's because yeah. you're a bad person. Okay, cool. It's cool. just complete crackpot shit. And I, I think I put something on it. I was just like, look, if you're taking fucking medical advice off someone who makes LinkedIn videos, that's natural selection. Yeah, yeah, true. Sorry, but it is. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, it's. I, I don't start going out there fucking talking about fucking plumbing or being a bricky, do I? Like, just, just stay in your lane. But I think it. That's the thing. It's that responsibility of people that have got those followings as to what shit you are spouting. Because a lot of these people that lap up the fortune cookie shit are some people that are like quite unfulfilled, looking to belong to something and looking to essentially just yeah. follow somebody and, and will do whatever they say. Um, so it's, it's, it can be a little bit dangerous, which is why I think. You know, I can be bitter that we, we all get banned for swearing, but some people are genuinely fucking dangerous, the shit that they put yeah, out. And there's nothing done about it. So it's one of them, isn't it? Do we just fucking build something new and better? That's Lewis Kemp, founder at Lightbulb Media. If you've ever thought about starting your own business, or perhaps you already have, I'm certain there will be parts of that episode that have resonated with you. Winging it, as uncomfortable as it might make you, is a perfectly normal part of the everyday startup life. It's a rite of passage, something every single founder has had to deal with in one way, shape or form. But it's fine, you don't need to be an expert in every aspect of your business. Winging parts of it is okay. So, as someone who winged it all the way from starting their business to selling it, take it from me, you should stop worrying about it. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and you can also find out more about how we're helping businesses get started without the BS over at gofounder.com. Special thanks to Lewis Kemp and of course to you for listening to Business Knobs from GoFounder.